Maria Martinez-Keel. And I'm Dale Denwalt. You're listening to The Source. Thanks for joining us as we discuss the Oklahomans' most impactful stories with the reporters who wrote them. Last year in Oklahoma City, police pursuits ended with 24 collisions that killed four people. Three of those killed were civilians who weren't involved in the chase. An investigation by the Oklahoman examines where and why police initiate a chase inside city limits. I don't want anybody else to have to go through this. Reporters Josh Delaney and Jana Hayes are here this week to talk about their deep dive into the impact of police pursuits in Oklahoma City and how officers have changed their policies. Josh, your story this week recounts the last moments of Star Shells, a 28-year-old pregnant single mom who had just dropped her two sons off at school. At the same time, Oklahoma City police were trying to catch the driver of a stolen vehicle who had led police through dozens of city blocks at speeds reaching 95 miles an hour. What happened next? So there was an F-350 truck that was stolen on the south side at a work site. The truck was equipped with GPS, which allowed the police to be able to track it. As they're tracking the vehicle and chasing it, uh, this truck goes through dozens of city blocks on the northeast side. It goes around the Capitol complex. This, by the way, happened at about 7.30 in the morning in May of 2021. As that chase is winding all around the northeast side, Star Shells is driving home and near Martin Luther King Avenue and Northeast 16th, this truck uh, which was driven by a man named Wacy uh, Michaels, as I, I believe how he pronounces his name, uh, slams into Starshell's car at that intersection, knocks the car about about a block south, and it, it instantly kills her. The Oklahoma City Police Department averages about 300 vehicle pursuits a year. OKC police chases resulted in 24 collisions and four deaths in 2021. Three of those deaths were uninvolved civilians. So Jana, what does the data say about what violations caused these pursuits to start and where the chases originate? So um, in the data we received for the year 2021, there were over 330 uh, chases. 63% of those chases started because of a traffic violation. Then we have about 12% started because of a misdemeanor, a suspicious act, or some are just listed as other. And then uh, 25% of those chases started because of a felony. And then of those 25%, only 6% were violent felonies. So as far as where the chases start, um, we got the beginning and ending locations for all of the chases in 2021, and we found that nearly a third of all chases that year uh, originated in a chunk of the south side bounded by the Oklahoma River to the north, I-240 to the south, and between I-44 and I-35. This was definitely the heaviest concentration of pursuit origins throughout the city that year. So about a year after Star Shells died, Police Chief Wade Gurley approved a new policy that governs how police react when a suspect flees in a vehicle. According to these new rules, when should police terminate a pursuit? One of the circumstances is if a vehicle that is being chased is equipped with GPS. You know, we believe that that seems to have stemmed at least in part from the 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 pursuit that ended up with star shells being killed. What was done was senseless. And for them to jeopardize other people along the way, the road they traveled, 
the, the manpower that they utilized to chase this man down that you know where he's going, you know what he's in. Other circumstances for calling off a pursuit would be um, when the chase gets near a school or construction zone where workers are present, bad road conditions, uh, pedestrian traffic, when they know the violator's name and they can track him or her later on, and then also when the suspect's driving behavior is really erratic, there's excessive speeding, there's a disregard for traffic lights, you know, they're switching in and out of lanes and into oncoming traffic, those kinds of things. The pursuing officers are going to have to have what is called a strong justification to continue a pursuit under those circumstances. Right, so it is not an automatic, you know, everyone. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not an automatic, um, and they're going to have to get authorization from their managing supervisor and the supervisor is going to have to be able to document the reasons, the facts that show that that pursuit should have kept going on. Now for what they call person crimes or, or you know physical crimes against people and DUIs, officers are going to have to terminate the pursuit if the suspect is driving so bad that it, that it poses a danger or or again when they have a, a GPS system. So there's a lot of a lot of new changes uh, here but um, I, I guess the overarching thing is that uh, you know there's there's going to have to be a strong uh, justification. I should say too when we're talking about crimes against persons that needs to uh, rise to the level of a of, of violent felon. That's part of it and that's uh, uh, similar to what other cities around the country are doing now as well. Which your data shows is actually pretty rare. It's it's only a fraction of the number of, of the beginnings of these chases you know that it actually involves somebody like that. Most of these somebody whose tags might be expired or, or somebody whose license plate doesn't match the vehicle. Jana you wrote about another police chase that ended with the death of a civilian. Five months after Star Shells died, police tried to pull over a car that had the wrong license plate. That pursuit ended with a violent collision in southwest Oklahoma City that killed a man named Sean Donahue. Could either of these deaths have been prevented under the department's new policy. We know that the chase that killed Shells would likely have been terminated under the new policy because the police had um, access to the GPS tracker um, on the stolen truck. With the chase that killed Donahue, um, it's a little less, you know, clear. So one reason uh, under the new policy, if it's a traffic violation like this, to terminate is excessive speeds, but it doesn't say, you know, what quantifies excessive speeds. The vehicle being pursued got up to 105 miles per hour in a 40 miles speed limit zone. And that is actually why the officer uh, pursuing terminated the chase. But at that point, it was too late. And just, you know, moments after the officer terminated the pursuit and turned his um, lights off is when uh, the car T-boned Sean Donahue's vehicle in the intersection of Southwest 104th and South Pennsylvania. Civilian deaths aren't the only bad outcome that can happen when a suspect runs from police. These pursuits can lead to collisions that just cause injuries or property damage. Jana, in any of these scenarios, can the victim sue the city for damages? Yeah, so what I've learned um, 
is that if the damages were caused uh, by a third party or while providing police protection, the city is not liable for the damages, which is why the tort claims that we looked at that had been filed um, in the last several years, only one of them has been approved, um, and that was in the case of the police had, during a chase, set out stop sticks and, you know, a civilian's car drove over them and it ruined all of her tires, so they reimbursed her for, you know, new tires. But other than that, the tort claims have not been approved and, you know, theoretically they can sue the city after that tort claim expires or is denied. But we didn't come across anyone who had done so successfully. You all talked with the families of Starshells and Sean Donahue. What did their relatives have to say about the change in OCPD's policy? Did they take any measure of comfort in it? They did for potential victims in the future that might not have to uh, go through this. But uh, for them, it was a matter of a little too late. I don't know. I'm glad that they changed the law. They, they, yeah. they uh, you know, somebody else has to suffer. So they like the policy changes. And I should clarify, too, that, you know, I said we believe that some of this was in response to the Star Shells crash. Police Chief Wade Gorley said that he made it a priority to revamp the pursuit policies when he became chief in 2019. Uh, and because of some court issues going on with the Shells case, he wouldn't comment on her case at all to us, although he, he said it was it was tragic what happened. But the families are um, still grieving. I know for the Star Shells family, they want to know why uh, she was killed over the pursuit of a pickup truck and um, why that chase was getting up to 95, 97 miles an hour at 7.30 in the morning through that neighborhood. There's a strong belief that that chase would have been called off if it went into a more affluent area. This just to them seems uh, really senseless. So there is a, a, a little bit of comfort that they take, but I, the, the sense I got was it was too little too late uh, for them. Well, thank you both, Jana and, and Delaney, for joining us this week. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us. This podcast is possible because of the Oklahoman subscribers. We encourage you to subscribe if you can. You can read these stories and more every day in the Oklahoman and at oklahoman.com. Check back next Friday for a new episode.